0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
1: Here
2: we go, JP. Who they? Who they? Who they say can beat them Bengals? Who they?
1: The Bengals starts now.
3: And we're back, baby! Rolling down
1: the
0: field with no O-line. It was our game to lose. Who day?
3: Burr was fine, but the kick was wide right.
0: And welcome back to After a Perfect Theme Song. Fuck you! We, we like the Bengals! Yeah! I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Seeing across from me is, as always is... Lloyd Johnson. And seeing to my left, first guest of the regular season... Phil Pointer. Oh, What's going on, y'all? We fucked up. We were supposed to bring Mary Santora on, but you're you're here. You're perfectly fine.
1: Well, I mean, I figure I'm pretty curvaceous like Mary, so i would be <laughs> a... Soon they have the same size man. dick. <laughs> I've never seen her dick before, but I'll take your word for it. It's, it's
0: that's that's dick. all. Wow! Like we're literally 49 <laughs> seconds in and already talking about a, f- a fantastic Cleveland comedian, Mary Santora. Yeah, she's
1: gonna have to. Have to oh, be super s- funny! I love her to death. She's a great person.
0: She oh, like, uh, hilarious. So, so we're actually roasting the Browns this episode. Um, but fun fact: the next epi- next time we roast the Browns, Mary Santora from Cleveland will be on the podcast. Marvelous! Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. She agreed. Have you done? You've done shows with her. You? We did a yeah. show together with her. Yeah. Yeah. I've done shows with Mary before. Yeah, we, um, you and I did a show together at the Growl Gremlin in Columbus. Yeah, yeah, she's there. and right here in this apartment a couple times.
1: i believe it. Nice! Yeah, but I've done shows with her in different places, too, before, and she's a fucking absolute joy to she work with. She rips, dude. And she murders. She rips, dude. Absolutely murders. Like, so,
0: I remember yeah. I was at the Growl and Gremlin, and, like, I turned my head, and she was just killing, as usual. I, If I'm not mistaken, I was
1: on a show with her in Toledo. Okay. And she closed out and just ridiculous. Like she had him eating out of the palm of her hand all the whole time. She
0: does that because she's super likable. She's super good on stage. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like every show I've seen her on, it's just a fucking joy to watch. Like you can tell she's having fun up there, <laughs> and the crowd is like right along with her. She's relatable and everything. You're so kind of this... very
3: clever
0: joke writer. Too. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. She's great. And you and you're have you you've started to do stand up again, haven't you? I Some... have.
1: I have. I've actually. Oddly enough, I've actually been kind of busy since things started back up. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad. I mean, things were, you know, kind of getting in a direction when everything shut down. So I'm kind of glad that things are still going in that direction.
0: So yeah. I'm very,
1: very happy. I've gotten some quality time, too. Like, Where have you gone? Uh, I've done Wiley's and Dayton. I've done a few guest sets that was there my first for set. different...
0: That was my first set back. Was that your uh, first set back, too? No. Actually,
1: my very, very first set was a house party. Uh, Lee and Rudick through at their crib. That's right. Oh, yeah. you guys yep. almost killed me. Yeah, 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 yeah that, one, that one. The one that almost killed all of us.
0: That, that so, almost killed uh, me.
1: But that was my first one ever. Then I think my next two were uh, Seamer Headline Wiley's. And he let me do guest sets on both of his Saturday shows.
0: And then Ran Headline Wiley's in And he week. let me do a
1: guest set on one of his. So yep. then the I and I went, wrote up together. Yeah. And since then I've also done the Sunday show in Indy. I've done a show in I Lexington, do I've done a show in Xenia, like, I've done a couple more shows, see, I closed out that Five Points show recently, Yeah, like, a month or two ago, but yeah, I remember was, that. Yeah, so I mean, I've been fortunately busy, and fortunately, very fortunately, every place that we've done so far has been very, very good about social distancing, and masks, and uh, hand sanitizer, and everything, so... Yeah, I mean, comedy is coming back under these conditions the best it can. They're
0: weird conditions. Very, like, very. But like, you, like during a quarantine, you wouldn't normally hold an outdoor show no, other than brouhaha.
1: Actually, during a, when there's no quarantine, you would try to avoid outdoor shows at all costs. Yes. Unless it was brouhaha.
0: Yeah, because even brouhaha, I've had some brutal brouhaha sets. Oh, man, look, the
1: brouhaha is full of brutal sets. You're, you're doing comedy in downtown, in a park, in the middle of the evening. Like, when people are still trying to get it. Like, this shit starts at, what, like, 5? I, I did, think the first comics hit the stage like, 5, five thirty. Oh, like, Saturdays,
0: they hit the stage at
1: 4.30. You know what I'm saying? People are, like, still having dinner and trying to get their kids to the babysitters so they can come down and get drunk all fucking night. Like, <laughs> nobody is there to watch you at Beer Booth 52... Telling jokes right next to an IPA that it's probably a hell of a lot stronger at this than you are. So, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, crazy. But, I mean, at the same time, Raha has its wonderful moments, but this is where we are now. This is
0: where we, it's is like where the, we are.
1: It's a new normal. Yes. It's, I, it's funny, like, all the new normal shit. Like, I've actually I've been had a, things going on, but I've actually been able to flip on some sporting events. It is hilarious. I did not... See NBA until recently, I did not realize they just had them surrounded by those screens. Yep, this people are watching on yeah. like Facetime and shit. Yeah, I'm like, that's. I mean, this he does just funny as hell to watch.
3: Dude, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a I'm a I'm a combat sports guy first. Yep, and I hope fans never fucking come back, <laughs> dude. Bruce I hear, Buffer
0: is just announcing to nobody. I can, hear, I can hear both. I can hear both
3: corners screaming out to the fighters. You can hear okay. all the fucking inner workings. You don't have any of these assholes out in the crowd doing the Ric Flair woo for the <laughs> entirety of the goddamn <clears throat>
0: event. People I'm do sure. the Ric Flair woo at at not w, uh, MMA fights. Dude, it's fighting. Ric it's, Flair. Fought. I thought that was just strictly WWE. Am I? That's stupid.
3: No, there's a lot of crossover, especially oh, at yeah. live events. Like, all right, so I love. I, I watch every MMA. Like I can tell you organizations you probably don't know exist i can tell you the whole roster of fucking fighters i don't go to live mma events anymore i can yeah. dig it because it's all it. just people who are like oh, it's good, like that know nothing about it it's, it's like going into fucking bw3s <laughs> it's a bunch of kyles and chads like who are hammered by the time the prelims start Damn! and then by the end of the show, don't forget about all the kevins yeah there's a lot of them so yeah
0: I mean, do, you, do you think a lot of people are are uh, are betting on those events? Of course, yeah.
3: What's the best? Where do you, Where would you go to bet on those?
0: Dude, events? where would you? There's probably more people betting now than there were before because
1: people who never really thought of betting before now have hours to spend at home and do nothing. Yeah. Right. So they're like, fuck it. All this disposable income that I was blowing at the bar. Let's see if I can bring
0: some of it to make some more money. That with. Tr- that uh, the Trump bucks, the stimulus check. I mean, hey, whatever. Where but do you? Th- where would you go? Where would you go to bet? To bet? Yeah. It's my bedroom and online, motherfucker. i going outside. Bedroom, online, bed, bed, online, online, bed online. online, bed, online. Oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> oh,
1: dear God in heaven. <laughs> the
0: wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in, be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable. <sighs>
2: ah.
0: this season. I'm making Phil so uncomfortable right now.
1: Oh, my God. That was funny. That, that that was fucking perfect. Like, I, if I had said anything else, y'all'd have had to stretch way harder than that. Like, I just fed it to you without even
0: realizing it. You nah, just fed damn. it to me. You just, you just fed it to me on a silver platter. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, as uh, not only are we going ex- the extra mile, but Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That Wonderful. was an excellent segue into <laughs> that ad. It was. Now you've
1: given me something else to do in bed. Now my wife is extra pissed
3: at you. Yeah. yeah. Usually when he's in bed online, he's running his OnlyFans. Don't think I can see that shit. Hey hey, 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 Don't think I can see hey, that hey, shit. Hey, hey. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can wait a minute. at
1: the end. You obviously don't know me to think I'm going to pay for some damn porn. It's too much free out said, there, bro. Running
3: your OnlyFans. Oh no, nah, no, nah,
1: dog. Not don't yet. Think, I, got th- it. I got it. I got it. I got it coming though. We got we got the the, the cameras and don't, shit. So... Don't think
3: just because you wear a wrestling mask during it, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are, Phil.
1: That's Man. the last time I tell your ass anything, Schubert. How the fuck you <laughs> gonna tell people that it's me behind the mask, dog? Uh, hey, I found that I, shit on my I own. Do what
3: I do. You all know my oh,
1: life, well. Phil. Oh, well. In that case, you know what I'm saying. Welcome. Wait, so so
3: <laughs>
0: you, you get my <laughs> five, you get my 5.99 a month. You just you smile. We're
1: would, doing Ric Flair woos all next week, so get ready.
0: Would you do, Would you have an OnlyFans ever? Would you have an
1: OnlyFans? I mean, if I had something to offer the OnlyFans, sure. I mean, if gut videos become popular, I'm the fucking man OnlyFans. I, I thought if I You ever, just find me
3: and Phil
0: pressing guts together. Hey, look here, dude. If you're paying for it, I'm in. I, uh, if I... I thought, I jokingly thought, but also like, like, 1% seriously thought if I ever had an OnlyFans, OnlyFans it would certainly be a feed page, because there is a market for that.
1: Women's feet, dog. Not your nasty, crusty, <laughs> fucking...
3: There's a market for my nasty-ass feet.
1: God, I don't want to see that market.
3: Yeah, and you don't want to... The kind of people that would be into that are also the kind of people who will figure out how to find you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: The kind of people that would be into that are the kind of people that are going to keep those feet long after you want to nab them. Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: yeah so I gonna regret be what jar. I said yeah. about 30 feet, seconds ago.
1: Those feet are going to be exhibit A and B. This is what the motherfuckers are gonna be. Gross. Let's get
0: back to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <coughs> I do I do miss it a lot. It's like because yeah. I've thought like I have lost a lot of motivation to write because I what motivated me to write a lot was going to an open mic that night. Like yeah. I'll write at like say three o'clock. I'll go to like a coffee shop, or, right, or like a or a or a McDonald's. But I would um. That night I would just hammer out the joke and then go to, say, fucking Fireside. Yeah.
1: And see, with me, I'm an absolute terrible example of a writer. So I actually write at open mics. So it's like I'll put something together and go up on stage and give it a try. And if it works, I'll keep hammering through it throughout, you know, at other mics and such. But, like, it's been so good. Like, I actually did my very first open mic, and so far my only one. Is the bananas open mic that they're doing on Wednesday? I ate my
0: dick at that mic on my birthday. Dude, I did
1: something there that I wrote there and it went very well. Nice. So I'm kind of happy. But I was like, I missed this shit. You
0: I know, do 100%. I missed that
1: shit. So I feel, but also at the same time, I feel like, especially with me included, a lot of the motivation to write, other than not having the mics, is. We really, for a decent amount of time, had no idea when shit was going to come back. Yep. It was like, I'm writing jokes
0: now, and when am I going to be able to use Yep. Because so. I've, I've thought, like for like <clears throat> thinking of jokes that suck, I miss uh, when you could wait three hours to find out a joke wasn't yeah. funny, as yeah. opposed to three weeks.
1: Yeah. Now, we got to do something real quick, and take a step back. Lloyd, how did you know? <laughs>
0: Don't worry about how I know
1: what I know. Oh, uh, god damn it. God you- damn it! Okay, yeah. I know everything. <laughs> I don't think you found my OnlyFans <laughs> on your own. Yeah. Not- I think you. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my buddy Bill told me about it. Uh, was, we were we were having a
3: meeting about injecting people with 5G chips and shit. Damn it! And he was like, "Hey, I think you noticed, know dude."
1: See, I really only thought that it was my wife nibbling on my neck, and that I didn't realize that was an injection.
3: No, yeah, no, she's damn she, it, man. She's she's part of the
1: she's, oh, part of, geez. she's part of the crew, man. That's what
0: happens when you marry a white woman. You just don't know what conspiracies they're in on. Yeah. But <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh Phil's wife, she came down with uh, a little case of the COVIDs. We both did, I think. You both did, I think. See, here's the thing. I don't really
1: get sick. So, a few days before she got sick, I had the chills, really, really bad for like a couple of hours one night. Okay. And then for the next two or three days, I had no energy. Okay. Now, when I say no energy, I'm talking about day one after I felt like shit. I couldn't fucking move. As the days went on, came back slowly. By the time I was back to 100%, my wife started having migraines. Like uh, really, bad, really bad every day. And she had a horrible she was like, fever, heavy. didn't she? Well, I mean, that came later, but yes. So she had migraines for a few days, and then all of a sudden one day, she was just like, "My body hurts. I'm burning up. I have the chills. I don't feel. I don't have it." Like, and we took. I know. I think the highest. Ooh, don't quote me on this. I think the highest was like maybe 106. Yeah. Her highest fever like was, highest like was, like, one of those highest temperatures like brain damage Holy yeah. fuck. I mean, it, it, mean, it was... I mean, it wasn't... I mean, that was just the highest, and it didn't stay. Thank goodness. Luckily, her fever kind of bounced up and down. You know, it went under 100 and back up, then under, then back up, and then finally broke. But... And then she caught some kind of pneumonia <laughs> toward the end of the shit. Then they say, well, we see this a lot with the COVID. So, yeah. But... Luckily, since then we're both back to one hundred percent, and we that both works. had negative COVID tests.
0: That's awesome. And that's the
1: best fucking part.
0: Yeah, negative but, test. My my <sighs> my negative test when I had it was just like just a sigh of relief. Like, I could, yeah, I literally went to the gym before I tested, like before I my results came back because I felt normal. Like my my highest temperature was only one hundred point four. Damn. I I felt still pretty high.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still pretty high. Yeah, I mean, it's just. The shit was ugly, man, and I'm glad it's over with and I'm glad that I was able to, excuse me, help my wife through it and what have you. And I'm also glad that it didn't hit either one of
0: us as horribly as it's hit a lot of fucking people. Yep, a lot of people are now six feet under and it sucks.
1: I mean, and I'm talking about them and the people who ended up in the hospital for days, weeks, a month on end, months on end. Like, there were some people who got it really, really bad. You know, that can walk around and tell the story. I'm counting us in tell the story, folks. Because we can walk around and tell the story about it. But it's some folks that's got a way worse story to tell. Oh, yeah.
3: And then there's some people that don't have a story to tell at all because they're dead as fuck. There Since it is. Under. There it is.
1: So, wear your fucking mask, people.
0: Yep. Yeah, don't be a child. Don't take a selfie in Walmart. Talking about how brave you are for not wearing a mask. I've thought about going into Walmart and wearing a mask and doing a parody of those pictures.
3: No, I'm I'm out on this idea already. When you said going into a Walmart,
1: <laughs> step one fail.
3: Like I I haven't been inside of a Walmart in easily a decade. Wow, I can uh, dig it. I just I just can't. I yeah. I, I realize I it's just a, a horrible horrible place and not somewhere I should be. <clears throat> um, I think some of the stories we've told on on the podcast can can attest to the fact I'm not great with interacting with people. Um, tissue, bro. Oh. <laughs> like, what the Sorry, fuck it, is he pointing it, it at? It got painful to watch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm trying not to interrupt the man talking
1: with your silly head
3: <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I like, I had to pick certain things, like, uh, <clears throat> the guys I work with, could I'll tell you, there's a UDF I used to stop at on the way to work. And I had to stop because there's two different times I had physical confrontations with people at a UDF wow. before six a.m. Wow! <clears throat> like I, what? I don't the fuck. fuck! I don't know if you guys ever noticed. I for about the first half hour I'm around people, I'm quiet, my arms crossed. I'm basically redlining my way through being around a crowd of people. Yep. Okay. I, I'm just not good at it. I get that. I also. I don't know, somewhere in my formative years I started being a bouncer and I think it just stuck. So um, one time, on my way to work, this is 5.30 in the morning, I stop at the UDF to grab coffee and a fucking donut for breakfast or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's some dude aggressively screaming at the girl behind the counter. I don't know what he was oh. on, but he was for sure not sober. And uh, it got to the point where at one point he picked up candy bars off the side and start flinging them behind the thing. Why?
1: I fucking hate those people. I
3: don't know I why, but I, I know that people. the second I saw it go from him being that to all of a sudden I'm realizing, oh, I just slammed this dude into the... Sidewalk out of the front door. I apparently just walked by the, <laughs> snatched him up, walked out the door with him, and bounced him off the sidewalk. Like for those of you guys who can't see me, I'm not exactly a. I mean,
1: it, it, if you can't get it from that description, then shit. What are
3: you thinking? I'm not a little dude. You are. Yeah, he's you not. Are, you're uh-huh. much taller than I. Yeah. I'm uh you know six five two sixty ish. There you go. So uh, this guy was not. This guy was. <laughs> I'm gonna say about Shrek size. Like, oh wow. Like he wasn't a big dude. Yeah. Jesus. Not you know, wasn't tiny Boy was but he just was so aggressive and shitty and so I was like, I just got to stop going. He's now.
0: got, like, little, uh, little well, man syndrome? Of course.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I think he had meth syndrome <laughs> at the time.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that Lloyd said, the next thing I realized, I was bouncing this guy off the sidewalk. Well, see, that's, like, that's it a... was like a reflex. Like, this dude just, it wasn't even necessarily a black guy, It was just like, oh, I'm a machine and this is what I'm supposed to do. Right, Bounce this guy. Fuck it. Let's go. Hey, dude, you're not the bouncer of fucking UDF. Yep, so what? I <laughs> need to be bouncer. Right, but that,
3: that's where I keep running into the problems. Yeah. Is I do shit like that, and then halfway, like as I'm engaging, like past the point of like I can just walk away, Right. I'm like, that's when the brain kicks in, I'm, like, hey, you should not be doing this. <laughs> like, well,
1: like, let's go ahead and just analyze that should not in another conversation. Well, like,
3: there's never <laughs> a point in my life I ever wanted to be out of line like that in front yeah, of my daughter, but there that. was a moment where some guy put his hands on me. In oh. front of a gas station, while my oh. kid was in the car, and he went through the air onto a car, and then ended up bleeding a lot. And then I realized, fuck, your daughter's. I right mean, there. well, now see, I, I think I will that's never, I will never not feel bad about it. That's self defense. No, like I, I could, get what you're saying about not your kid to see. I could have kept walking.
1: Uh, I mean, I feel you. If there was a point where you could have dead before it got there, I get what you're I saying. I like to
3: think that I could have kept walking. Like, that guy you. definitely was trying to pick a fight with someone, and I was a big white dude. I guess and the
1: the thing about your story that kind of struck me is when you said he put his hands on me. That's when I'm just like, mm, that kind of changes
3: things. Oh, if she wasn't there, yeah. I had no problem with how that went.
1: I feel you. I it's feel the you. fact that she was in the yeah. car. and
3: she, she mentioned that one time, and I was like... I feel you.
1: Yeah, you want to you want to protect your kids from the crazy shit. Yep, I definitely get that. How old was Lily at the time? I'm gonna
3: say twelve. Okay. Yeah. So I like, mean,
1: you want to protect your kids from the crazy shit, but also the crazy shit is out there whether we can protect you or not. Like yeah, but that's one of those
3: ones more like I could have been arrested. This could have. I mean, it could have yeah. got real because you don't yeah. want
0: to you don't want to get detained <sighs> in front of your kid.
3: Yeah, and it just it was. It was one of those ones that, yeah, I might have had to feel a certain kind of way or walk away, like, after whatever. But he did – so he grabbed me a couple times, and I walked away, and then he tried to hit me. And I – he missed, so I just was like, all right, we're done here, and, like, kept walking. And then he ran up and tried to grab me again, and for some reason it just was –
1: I mean, that's an escalation of aggression right there. Like, he started off just grabbing you. Then he took a swing – then he was gonna try to take you down, like well, he was he
3: was in there literally trying to pick a fight with anybody, hmm. and not not to make it weird or whatever. But there's four older black dudes. Hmm. This guy who was a smaller black dude with real hmm. you know real issues, Thuggy, kind of <laughs> over the top. I'm
1: whatever motherfucker.
3: Like kind of kind of messy feel to him, yeah, right? <clears throat> and then me, a big white dude covered in tattoos and whatever, walks in, and he's just. I mean, he couldn't have locked in on me any quicker.
0: You kind of alluded to this when you were at bars.
3: Yeah, there's there's always... So people always think like, oh, I wish I was big like that dude, nobody would fuck with me. That's not true. Every big dude can tell you. Yeah. You'll walk into a bar and some little drunk fuck will inevitably go to pick a fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, even if it's not about picking a fight, even if it's somebody that's being aggressive in a situation like that, or just in a store where it's just like they're being over the top with some shit. The moment they turn around and see your size, they immediately feel like, oh, I've got to escalate because this big motherfucker get his hands on me. And the next thing you know, you in some shit that a smaller dude, they'll look at him and be like, oh, it ain't even worth it. Or I don't even, I ain't worried about you and walk away. So being bigger actually gets you into more shit.
3: It, it's, I, I've tried to explain to people for years. I have a friend named Sean. Okay. And Sean is so clinch in those situations because we'll walk into a bar together and he'll see the drunk dude lock eyes, like, like narrow in on me like he's a fucking fighter jet with a targeting system. And Sean will walk over and make friends with the dude real quick. Hey, what's up, brother? Let me get you a drink, bro. Right. Like, knowing I'll pay for the drink. Yeah. Like, Sean already knows. I'll, I'll pay for it. Just d- keep me from having to do that shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And... I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, you go on a date or something, and they're like, oh, let's go to a bar, and you're like, all right. Uh, I would love to, but. Well, no, like you're like, all right, probably will be fine. But yeah. there's been a few where you walk in, all of a sudden it's like, well, what would you do to that guy? Nothing. I exist. <laughs> I, uh, I I stand too tall. <laughs> that it.
1: guy, I woke up this morning. Yeah. Like, if I'd have just stayed in bed all fucking day and into the next day, he probably would have had no problem with me. I right? woke up like this.
3: What did you do? I had shin bones. <laughs> if I could get rid of my shin bones, this, this would not be happening right now. Like
1: this pesky kidney of mine, just pissing people off.
0: Oh, well, the kidneys are for piss, so. Hence my joke. Yeah, it was. There uh, <laughs> okay, I was with you, Phil. I was with you. <laughs> before Alex
3: stomped on this shit, before
0: I stomped on Phil's kidneys. Ah, Jesus, Alex, I know you dream about it, you motherfucker I dream about it every single night Yeah, I know, you damn racist (laughs) Only against you Okay, that's fair Alright, I just Shane gillis myself anyway Jesus Christ, dude What
3: Shane Gillis did was way less than that
0: (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, what he did was way less than that
1: Shane is listening to this podcast
0: going, oh, thank God Oh, finally can, something worse. I can get back on SNL again. Oh. Yay.
3: Oh, he's Philly trash. I can't, figure, I can't imagine he figuring out how to <laughs> work a podcast. So I grew up in Alabama. I didn't have a pro football team to root for. Uh, okay. So I've only known Bengals. Right. Like, right. my grandpa lived here, so I rooted for the Bengals when I lived in Alabama.
1: So let me ask you this question. Which side were you? War Eagle or Roll Tide?
3: I was rolled well tied. Ah, War Eagle. Hold on. My whole family, my mom's whole family, either works or ah. worked for Auburn University. Ah. And none of them really cared for my dad. My dad was a, a, a Alabama fan right. because a, guy, a lot of the guys he was in the Army with were from Alabama University. Gotcha. So he picked up. Being right. an Alabama fan, while he was in the military, my mom... Like, my grandpa taught at Auburn. My uncle taught at Auburn. My other uncle's the head of construction for Auburn. Wow. My other uncle is a, a teaching assistant slash guest professor. You know, right guest professor. Right.
1: At
3: Damn. At Auburn. So, like, everything was Auburn, yeah. and my dad was, like, the lone one out liking Alabama. So, I'm like, I'm on his side. Fuck you I y'all. can dig it. I can dig it.
1: I mean, I, well, I'm born and raised in Cincinnati, so, but... Because I went to Tuskegee University, which is about twenty minutes away from Auburn, we used to go up to Auburn all the time, and I started working up there as well. So that's how I became an Auburn fan. Like I just was around it so much, and I mean, honestly, I, I was I enjoyed being down there. I enjoyed being a part of. It. I still do. Like I don't get a chance to fuck with people too much up here because <laughs> you can't find too they too busy on their own. Shit, Ohio State and fucking Michigan. But God, I can understand Ohio
3: State fans. I can't. I, I, I I tried getting into college football, dude, and it really is the fans that make it unfucking bearable. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. I can understand. Like the that. games are okay. Like, yeah. I don't like seeing lopsided games, and you see a lot of those
0: in college. Right. Oh, games that end up like seventy to nothing.
3: Did I, there was one that was on at the bar I was at where I'm not kidding. The score turned out like eighty four to like seventeen. Jesus fuck. And I was like, "Why is this allowed and to happen?" And you can't
0: turn off the game because, like, the the part I work at at UD, um, it's also Ohio State country, mm. and the the Ohio State game is always on, and it re- regardless of whether it's fifty six to nothing or fourteen to fourteen, you can't turn off the game. There's no point right. where it's like, "Up, oh, game over." You can like I can't even turn off the volume on the main speaker so I can begin my DJ shit. No, you have to like literally turn off every other thing and just watch the Ohio State game because right. there are fucking everyone in Scarlet and Bright jerseys there.
3: I just... I... It... It's like a... It's like the difference between what I imagine the difference between WWE and WCW fans was. Like, right. When I was little, again, I grew up in Alabama, so there was a lot of WCW shit yeah. around. And my dad every once in a while would be like, well, we're gonna go to this wrestling thing. You guys like wrestling? And I'm like, I mean, not really, but okay. <laughs> We'll go. Like I'll go. Why are you? Why not? Elegante. Uh, that's a seven foot dude right there. That's interesting. I guess. <laughs> I, don't, yep. I never got it. As right. soon as, I, like, the second I found out that it wasn't a real competition, I I couldn't have been more out. Dude, yep. I fucking. We'll get back to the Bengals in a sec. Well, I bet we will. Uh, <laughs> I
1: was like in my mid to late twenties, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't a rabid. Uh, wrestling fan at that point, I still had some of that. I, I like it. I still watch it, but you know, I'd grown up. So, but I got to go to a wrestling event in Montgomery, Alabama, with the, the person I worked for, and it was like Yokozuna and a couple other people. Dude, we got so close to the ring that you could see a miss by like three inches. Yeah, and it was like ah, that that was the final nail in the coffin for me. Like, I was like, oh gee. And I'm talking about, like, full, and I mean, don't get me wrong. At that point in my life, I I was leaning more toward not being real than anything else. I guess because I had never seen it live, I had that one little shred of hope.
3: But when, yeah, when you see, like, that aggressively fake. So I I got it early in life. And I was always, like, I was a kid who, I didn't believe in Santa Claus, like, from the rip. Right. Okay. Like they explained that shit to me And I went So you're telling me My dad lets some dude (laughs) Just come in this house And do shit Like I've seen him pull a gun When a car turns around In our driveway (laughs) He's not letting some Random dude come in Y'all are full of shit He hates cars But he's okay with sleighs Like also I know how much He hates cars But he's okay with Breaking and entering I I also know how much My mom likes venison And Nah that's Fucking seven free ones Right there Like that's how I, I, I grew up just with it wasn't real again I I, I, I was taken to church a lot as a child <clears throat> and uh, I can tell you that the, one moment with crystal clarity we were in Sunday school and the teacher was saying it uh, talking about the Noah Arks story and I looked at my brother Waylon and I went she's she's saying this like it's real he was like, yeah, man, they all believe it. Like To me, at that point in my life, it was just like a book club where we all got to eat cool dinner after because it was a, like a Southern Baptist church, so everything came with right Fantastic giant barbecue. potluck meals. Oh. I was
1: raised in the church where you go two, three times a week, Wednesday same, night, same. Tuesday night, Sunday. When you go in, you're there for the day, and <clears throat> I mean, for a long time, they were like, oh, you know, it was actually said that I was going to be a minister at one point. But.
3: Goddamn, Reverend Phil would be my favorite <laughs>
1: shit. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I think, like, over time, it really became more of an obligation and a chore to me as I got older. And, like, my family would die if they heard this. But uh, it's just a matter of it's, it's like it became more of an obligation and a chore. And then when I left home, I got to actually explore it more on my own. Because, you know, growing up in that kind of a situation. There's not a lot of room for questioning. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, so I mean the fact of the matter is, is that you have to get out of this situation to be able to fucking actually take a look at it, at least for me. Well you also so, said
3: you spent time in Tuskegee. Yeah. Which means there's no way you believe in God. <laughs> I've been to Tuskegee, and other than Lubbock, Texas, there's very few places that can make you certain that God does not exist.
1: Well, now, see, here's the thing about Tuskegee: from a student standpoint, uh, that's the most fun you can ever have when you have to make your own fun, because it ain't shit there. You are 100 percent accurate. The people don't work at McDonald's; they work at the university to support their family. <laughs> that is literally the major fucking. Well, okay, there was a fucking KFC, Taco Bell, but this that, is just. Fucking two ends of the same shit. Yeah,
3: most of them drove an hour but, to get to the Uniroyal plant. Hey, look, all I'm saying is, is that
1: when you got to make your own fun, that shit is crazy,
3: right? That but shit it's can also be more
1: fun than you. Hey, look, I mean, it, I had great times down there. I wouldn't trade my time in Tuskegee for anything but a degree. That's it, nothing right, else. Because so, I, had, I was down there way too long. In case you guys are wondering how yep. me
3: and Phil are different, <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would trade in my degree. To never have to go to Tuskegee again.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm going to say it ain't for everybody, but I love my school. T.U. All right. no,
3: no, no, the university actually, they do so much cool shit. Yeah. And like they're so active and so that it is very out of place for anything in Alabama. But if you're not able to be on campus. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, what? All right. So let me, let me, let me, let me reframe it this way. Let's say you had to go back to Tuskegee, Tuskegee, but you weren't allowed on campus at all. See, the thing of it is is that if you're going to
1: be in that situation, you find fun. And we were good at finding fun. Now, if I had to go back now, I don't know what's going on anymore. But there were, like, hole-in-the-wall clubs that as long as you don't wear the wrong colors and into the wrong person, you could have a great time that night.
3: <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but that shit changes week to fucking week. Hey, no,
1: that shit changes hour to fucking hour. But right, I'm just right. saying, like, if you find them hours where you had a good time, you'd have a great fucking time. Like I, like See, again, ahead. this
3: is where me and Phil are different. Oh, no. I, I spent a few days in Lubbock, Texas. Right. And I have never so seriously thought about murdering myself. I won't even say suicide. I mean murdering myself because it would have been an act you of You Hate your own body. I hated the fact that I was the same species as these fucking <laughs> as these fucking creatures slish sloshing around this fucking town. Like I I have never had such a deep, overwhelming hatred. Oh, For God. like I I liked oh. myself less every day I was there because I had the same <laughs> DNA build as these things that were there. Like it's a it's a different kind of like I'm not I mean I'm not like a, a depressed like oh, I'm gonna take God. myself out guy. But right. I swear to God, you you tell me I can't leave Lubbock, Texas for a week. Oh. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna check out what's in the afterlife because
0: like me personally, I can't like. Clifton nowadays, because I went to UC, and I went out in Clifton periodically, but I can't go, like, can you go back at your age, at Tuskegee, and like, blend in, or will will people be like, oh, who's that fucking old guy? Hell nah,
1: blend in my head, dude,
3: look at me. Dude, there's like 900 jazz bars, you're fine, Phil. Ah, dude, that
1: shit is not, look, I'm telling you right now.
3: I'm just saying. I go down
1: there, and I say hello, and these motherfuckers be like, why the fuck is somebody's grandpa... attempting to hit on
3: me. No, you don't get to go to the clubs you used to go to. But if you're in Tuskegee, there are like, no shit, 900 fucking jazz bars where if you just buy you like an old 70s suit, and 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 just,
1: (laughs) you was going to them damn trailers where you heard music playing outside. I'm going to tell you what, them trailers is cool sometimes, but you can't count them as full-time spots because you don't know where they're going to be at next weekend.
3: See, this is where I know you didn't grow up down south.
1: I didn't grow up down south. I'm not saying I grew up down No, no, no down That's there. what I'm saying. That's where I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not know, lying about it. I'm not going to say that.
3: If, if, you get, you, if, you, if you get it, you get it. You I know where that you. trailer's going to be next week. <laughs> okay. I'm speaking you as just, a person. You just read the signs taped in, in the back of the truck that was in front of the trailer last week, <laughs> and they tell you which trailer it's in now.
1: Look here. I'm speaking as a person that just got friendly with locals. I didn't say I was a local. I didn't say I fucking changed my ID and shit. I just said me and them would kick it. So if I was able to find the spot, we'd have a good time there.
3: They weren't telling me. I'm just saying, <laughs> you can usually find the spot by the misspelled message taped in the backside of the truck. Uh,
1: Tuskegee. That's, that's enough out of you, Schubert. God damn it. That was, uh, the, that was the
3: whitest interruption of that conversation.
1: <laughs> and I'm white. Like, I mean, there was, like, a puff of baby powder that came out of his mouth as soon as he <laughs> said it. It was so fucking white.
0: So, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of our lives right now, us doing stand-up, uh, Lloyd throwing people out of UDFs.
3: I feel like I come off like such a dickhead when I say shit like that, like, oh, I just slammed this dude on the...
0: I mean,
1: fucking...
3: I don't mean to exactly. sound like... You
2: don't, don't
3: want to. I don't mean to sound like I'm like, oh, I'm the top you a... I threw that motherfucker on his head, like... It just comes... It feels douchey when I talk about stuff like that. I mean, but if the shit happens, the shit (laughs) happens.
1: You're not a
0: guy who (laughs) wants to, but... You can't just
1: deny
3: that it
0: occurred. You're not a guy who wants to, but will if he has
1: to. Right, right. See, that much I definitely know about you. You're not a person that's looking for a fight.
3: No, I don't... If I never, ever get in a fight for the rest of my life, I'm thrilled. Yep. I used to be the guy who every once in a while, like, you get that weird mail. And you know... When I started doing kickboxing and jiu-jitsu and actually learned how to do it, it took all of that away. Like, you don't want to do it because you you answer all those questions in right. your head. Like, what happens? Uh, can I this? How right. would I do here? Blah, blah. How would I? When, you, when how, you know what you can do. Right, right. It's no longer interesting. And it's not f- like, you know, there's no, like, you don't feel like you accomplished anything. It's like, oh, I just beat up a dude who's never trained a day in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's yep. it's like walking into a welding shop. Like, I bet I can weld better than you. And they're like, I mean, you can't. So. <laughs> they're not it's, interested in proving you wrong. Right, right.
0: It's the whole the philosophy behind, like, in your head, you are, like, way better at fighting than you are in practice. Because yep. in your own head, you are kicking the other dude's ass.
1: And I, and I think the fact is not even just about uh, they have no interest in proving them wrong or you have no interest in proving that guy wrong. You don't want to watch him fail
3: spectacularly. I don't want to fucking like, hurt that's somebody. Gonna,
1: like, that's what it's going to be like. that, And, and it, it, it's the same thing. Like, I don't want to hurt somebody because you know he can't do what you can do. And I, so, therefore, once it starts, he's going to fail in a huge way of every expectation he had. See that, and the failure in this case is going to be just pain and
3: agony. This is you proving that you're a nicer person than I am. I would never care about whether or not they're failing. It's, <laughs> I, I think that people have such an unrealistic ex, expectation of what can happen in a fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I watched a buddy of mine who was, again, was a pretty aggressive guy, you know, uh, uh, but he well-trained. And he hit a dude, put him out cold, and the guy fell straight back on a fucking sidewalk, and his head started bleeding out of his ear in the back of his head. And I'm right. like... Fuck! <laughs> I, think, you know I mean, like, he could end up in the hospital. Yeah. I think Todd just killed a dude. Yeah, I mean, he did. The guy was okay, but he had like a really severe concussion. Was in the hospital for a few days. And I'm like, oh fuck! That could have just been if he had fallen seven inches to the right and hit the corner of that right, sidewalk. Right. That might that guy might have died. Or I ain't trying to head, kill nobody.
1: Or if his head had bounced just right.
3: That's what I'm saying. like yeah.
1: I, like it doesn't even take much to kill a motherfucker.
3: I've had a broken orbital bone. I know yeah. what it feels like and how long it sucks. And someone getting out of line because they had one too many drinks or whatever. Right? They don't. That's not a. It's not a fair repercussion for that misjudgment.
1: I feel you. I, feel you. That, I mean, I I not had much experience fighting in my life. I got picked on a lot in high school and grade school, or whatever. And in I've my seen adult your own life, fans. hey 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 hey. <laughs> Those impacts were consensual, and we'll leave it at that. But, all I'm saying is, is that, I, I mean, I don't get, like, I, I have this, I know I have that, those delusions of grandeur in my head about, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But it, in all honesty, when it comes down to shit, I know for a fact that I am not in any kind of physical shape, both strength-wise, endurance-wise, and all of that, to really do all of this crazy shit that's going into my head. So, I'm not going to go out here starting shit. Well, like, other- it's dumb. And it, it's like, even if it's a situation where somebody else may be at fault, I'm trying to dead the situation because I also know that even with my weak physique or what have you, I know that it's the human being, the human body is way too fragile to just be thinking that you can survive any damn thing.
3: Right. Well, that's the other part is, yes, I, I have training. I've done what, I, But there's times that guys came in off the street and would take classes there and you spar with them and they – They clip you. Right. Yep. Right. And you're like, you know, that guy weighs 250 pounds and he just hit me on my chin. You can go to sleep. Yeah. Yep.
2: Knocks you out cold.
3: I've had that button hit. I've been turned off. I know what that feels like and uh, it's not fun. I believe it. No. I mean, I'm talking people just swinging wild, Mm. no skill whatsoever, and they just clip you. Like, I don't care how good you are. I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? If Phil throws a right hand at you with everything he's got and it connects on your chin, you are going to sleep. <laughs> yep. I mean, temporarily, but it's hey, like... I got a lot of weight. got a lot of fat here to put behind that punch, damn it. Right. And if you think about the fact that you're... You know, anyone who even remotely has any idea how to throw a punch and yeah. steps into it, that's their whole body weight hitting your yeah. jaw. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I mean, on top of the... Just not, you know, like, I don't want to hurt yeah. anybody. I don't want to, I have nothing to prove. I also don't want to get hit.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's I've what I'm saying. I've been hit a like, lot,
3: and it sucks every time. I mean, that's
1: what I'm saying, too. I don't want to get hit either. Like, I have not been hit a lot, and I'm not trying to start now. Like, fuck all that. You
3: know what? Like they, they, you, know, you, you see fighters and stuff, and they're like, oh, they're used to being hit. But, yeah, to a degree. But, you know what? They don't tell you, is it's just, they're used to how much it sucks. Right. And they deal with it. Right. It still sucks. Right. I don't care if you've been hit one time or a thousand times, getting punched sucks. It does. It's not fun.
0: No matter, especially on the head or on mm, the fucking run the neck. Just
1: like you in UFC fights. I used to go to the club all the time. And it's like, as I got older, granted, I didn't get into many fights there either. But I saw enough shit go down and I was like, yeah, this is not a place I want to be at. Because eventually it's going to come to me. If I keep being in this place, it's going to happen to me eventually. Why the fuck am I out here? I remember I used to have those
0: those nights when I worked at, um, the main bar I worked at where I saw that was ladder 19 in Clifton. Like I would, I would I could see the entire bar and I saw fights happen. I saw girls fight. I saw guys fight. They would like throw punches and shit and pull hair. Here's one thing I figured out. Girls fight harder than guys do.
3: All right. So I was a bouncer for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. It is so much easier to break up a fight between dudes. Yes. Realistically, yes. neither one of them, 90% of the time, neither one of them really want to fight. Yep. They feel like they have to fight. Yep. That When girls get into a fight, they personal. want to oh, fight. Dude. It's personal. When,
1: when guys get into a fight in a public like that, it's mostly posturing. It's mostly, I'm not going to back down off this motherfucker. So if a third party comes uh-huh. in and breaks it up... Hey, I didn't back down. Fuck that. When girls fight, I hate that bitch. I want to put damage to that bitch. 100%. And ain't nothing out here going to stop me from hurting that motherfucker. And so, therefore, it is like fucking trying to break up Wolverines. Yeah. And I've seen. Like, I, I've watched bouncers just have a terrible time with that shit. I've
3: never broken up a fight with two dudes where one of them keeps constantly trying yeah. to reach over and jab yeah. them, their fingernail into the other one's eye as they're being separated. <laughs> Almost every girl fight, one of them realizes, maybe if I get her eyes, she'll be fucked
2: up. <laughs> like, like, their hands are all tangled up in the hair. And
3: one of them inevitably starts, like, literally clawing at the other one's eyeballs. Dude. To the point where we actually went through a, a, a thing with, a, at when I worked at Metropolis as a bouncer. Where they were like, when you're pulling one back, just put your arm in front of their face so the other girl can't get to her eyes. Jesus. That's how common that shit got.
1: That's nuts. I mean... This ain't a fucking tickle match. Like, we ain't <laughs> out here trying to make each other giggle. That'd be I mean. <laughs> I've had stitches
3: twice from being bitten. Hey, maximum damage. <laughs> that's all that's on their mind. Yeah. How do I hurt that bitch? The dudes have all that testosterone that <laughs> yeah. talks for them. Yeah. When girls get to that point where they're ready to fight, they've, they've overcome something to get there. Like, they've talked themselves yep. past a point of anything that's normalcy.
0: It's so like months of drama and build up,
3: or even just minutes. But it's just it's that decision of like, hey, I, I'm not doing this out of pride. I'm not. I want to hurt that bitch. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: because like, uh, I've 100%. broken up a few fights with dudes where it's like, okay, this dude really wants to hurt that yeah. other dude, and it's not just you standing in between them pushing them back. It's you got to grab you, everybody. You, gotta you grab really got. You really got to yeah. restrain somebody, right? It happens, but it's rare. With girls, that's always the case. I've never broken up a girl fight where they both just stopped immediately when you grabbed them.
1: First and foremost, if a girl is in a bar, she looking good. So she ain't trying to fuck up her outfit. So you're going to hear a lot of screaming about, get the fuck out of my face, bitch, before next thing you know, it's just fucking weave and shoulder pads every goddamn (laughs)
3: word. See, I'm going to disagree with you because dudes talk a lot before fights. Girls talk a lot. Girls scream for a second and then they part. And then it's about 30 minutes later, you gotta watch one of them like slowly just kind of like make her way around the outside. And then she sneaks in, and it's a handful of hair and four rabbit punches before the other girl even knows she's getting hit. I
1: guess I've seen too many of them (laughs) them ready fights. Like, like maybe there's some history on these chicks that I don't know about. Cause all I know is the next thing I know, I'm hearing a bunch of screaming. I'm like, all right, all right, they're screaming, whatever. And the next thing you know, it's just fucking mayhem. See, I think I think there's
3: a difference since there's cameras on it. People know like they got filming. Uh, nah, then nah. there's a lot more talking for a minute.
1: Oh no, I'm talking about I'm old dog. You know I'm in my late 40s. I'm talking about back in the club before cell phones had cameras like that. You just hear a bunch of bitch. You better get the fuck out of my face. Next thing you know, it's just Rah! Like with guys, sure you're gonna get a you're gonna have enough time to get in between them before somebody throw a punch and back them up. Girls. Once you hit a screaming, you should have already been on your way that way. Because it was something. It's, it's, you ain't got much time left.
3: No, no, no. It, I, that part, again, I'm just saying there's yeah. not a lot of buildup. Like, usually it's like right. a, a, an explosion of words. Oh, yeah. And then there's like a there, there's like that eye of the tornado moment. Oh, yeah. Where everything goes back to normal. She's like, yeah, I told that. Like, she's talking to her friend. Like, I told that bitch over there. And she's like. Hey, girl says, it's "Just I can't believe she said that shit to me." And it's always that one. It's always that one. It's off like on the side with her two, like her two friends that are like trying to calm her down, but not really. Like oh. it's not the. It's They're not basically the one trying to yeah. tell her yeah. how she's justified. Well, it's not the one who's like, "Oh, I just told Debbie." It's the one who's like feels like she lost yeah. the verbal exchange. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. She's gonna come in oh. on some Navy SEAL oh, yeah. ghillie suits, ah. shit, and she's gonna. Here's the fucked up part. She's gonna go for something where she's gonna, like, try and tear the outfit or... Tear the outfit that something. they spent an hour making? Uh, and then it's hands in the hair and just hockey punches. I yep. mean, yeah, yeah, no, nah, I, yeah. And face scratching, mm-hmm. and if you feel like, you
1: to talk to you blow in the face and that bitch ain't listening, like, I don't, fuck fucking, and just, it's, oh my god, it's just ugly. <laughs> it is so ugly. The
3: closest thing I can compare it to is, I worked at the zoo and one time there were, uh, introducing two palace cats and these motherfuckers just decided off the rip that they were going to growl for a second and then walk the neutral corners and then <laughs> right. and then as if someone rang a bell that we couldn't fucking <laughs> and hear so, and a chicken bikini wow. walked by with a car they, they went at each other and i mean it literally was like you could tell like jesus uh, one of the keepers a guy named mike who is a braver fucking man than me he goes in there with just a pair of leather gloves on and grabs them two and starts separating and pulls one of them out and throws in the carrier and i'm like what are these now? Yeah, just palace cats. They're they're uh you guys can't see this. Uh they're Okay, but they're they're
1: probably the size of a of a of a medium sized dog.
3: Huh? Yeah, well, no, a little smaller than that guy there. Yeah. So uh yeah. but they're
0: something just, that can be picked up with gloves.
3: Yes. Something that would need to be picked but, up with two hands. Yeah. You need two hands on yeah. it for sure. Even and if it's calm, you need two Real, hands. real strong. I believe oh, it. Oh yeah. Like I mean they look maybe double the size of a house cat, but they weigh probably five times as much like they're just real dense.
1: I can dig it. Yep. So yeah, that's that no, nah, I would have just been like, Yeah, they'll finish in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Somebody I, somebody will stop fighting in I, a minute.
3: <laughs> I was standing out front like, well I guess we I guess, I guess we have one less palace cat now. Like
1: <laughs> I mean, for real. Like I said, one of them will stop fighting in a minute. I wasn't, I, I, I'm I wasn't not going re- over there. I hell. wasn't
0: reaching any of my removable no, limbs in no, there. No, no. Yeah, you know who else lost a fight uh, this weekend? It was a close fight.
1: What the fuck happened last week?
0: But that was my segue into the Bengals. But. Uh, the Bengals. We... The moment you
1: announce it, it stops being funny, Schubert. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I try. You're supposed to be halfway somewhat mediocre at this. What the fuck is your problem?
0: I'm only, like, He's only mediocre at only been doing like eight years. Give time. <laughs> We're working on it. I love you, Alex. Oh, I love you too, Lloyd. Phil, work on it. Uh, the Bengals hey. lost 16-13. to 13. It was a close one. Uh... Do you want to talk about the missed field goal first? Uh, just the way it ended? Just goat elephant in the room?
3: Yeah, the uh, the at the end of the game, to tie it up would have been a field goal.
0: 31-yard, a field goal that a, a cardboard cutout could
3: have made. Yeah, a chip shot field goal. And the kicker hurt his left leg but was holding his right leg. Yep. And the kick went wide, right? It, it went approximately Christ. two
0: time zones mm-hmm. right of the upright. Can we also talk about the fact that he's put on a good forty pounds since last year? Oh yeah, <laughs> Drew McGarry, the, the wire team sucks. He uh, he tweeted right after he said, "Oh no, beefy kicker." Uh,
3: yeah, Randy Bullock looks like he uh, he looks like he has eaten through his quarantine. Like, Jesus. Yep. Looks like the only thing he couldn't <gasps> kick was that food addiction. <laughs>
0: And that field goal. Yep. And then he hurt his leg in the process. Like, because he was nailing kicks earlier in the game. And then the kick that matters the most to tie it up after Burrow has a fucking hell of a drive drops the ball.
3: Yeah. I, 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 again, you know, anyone who's listening to this podcast knows I've been like, well, let's wait and see what happens. Let's wait and see what happens. I was not super impressed with Burrow for most of the game. When they got in that no huddle and were just going, he looked fantastic.
0: He yeah. looked great. But also, I just want to throw this out there. So I was watching the game at a bar in uh, Hyde Park called The Establishment. Great place. Because he was too cool to come hang out here after I fucking but, snob. Um, so I was, I was like literally like standing up, holding on the back of a chair, like nervous as hell for the last minute. So was the girl on the chair.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she was tied to it, so she couldn't really do anything. Yeah,
3: that doesn't make her not nervous.
1: I can't believe they allowed. I just
0: say she couldn't do anything. I just say she wasn't nervous. I can't believe they allowed me to tie a girl to a chair in public. But you're white at Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) But I literally said out loud, "If Bullock misses this field goal, I this chair is hitting someone in the head." Because I knew deep down, as a Bengals fan, something could go wrong, and it did. And when it went wrong, I didn't even react. I didn't. A lot of Bengals fans screamed. I am just like, I've been a Bengals fan for almost 20 years now. This sucks. I, I'm like not so – I can't – I wish I could say I was surprised.
3: I legitimately, as soon as it came to that, I was like, he's going to miss it. Hmm. I Like, I had decided before I went – like, if he had made the field goal, I'd have been like, fuck yeah. Right. But I was already done. I was already – as soon as it came to that, I was like, oh, yeah, no. I mean, clearly this is where he misses it and we don't go to overtime. Like.
1: It sucks that that's our fucking mentality
0: here in Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, um, some Bullocks kick. Burrow's first game, considering the fact that he had a dog shit offensive line,
3: which cool, real cool. Glad
0: I mean, about that.
1: That's Bengals though. We've had dog shit offensive lines for fucking ever. Well, our that's... best
0: player of all time is an offensive lineman. Munoz,
1: yeah, Munoz, yeah. And but I mean, the fact is, is that that was Anthony Munoz, and that was when we actually had seasons
3: where we go further than.
1: We also God had Dale. Anthony
0: Munoz and Boomer Asayson.
3: Well, I mean, you also can't take away. There's been some good offensive,
2: yeah, lines Andrew here Wittworth. and there. Whitworth when was a fucking Kevin monster. Zeidler,
3: I'm not well. But season, what I'm saying is, we don't have one now, and that's real upsetting. The man, yeah, I, I think why team, wouldn't you protect your number one fucking
0: pick? It's gonna destroy his confidence. Like, because it just no, it's it going to destroy his body. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: Horribly. It
0: it destroyed Ryan's Ryan Finley's confidence last year. Granted, Ryan Finley fucking blew a dick. I think he did, I. Right, but whatever. I mean, three games, zero oh, and three, not putting up shit. If, if Andy Dalton was playing against the
3: Steelers, they said he was pressured. What seventy nine percent of the plays he was in the game. Finley. Had, yeah. Seventy nine percent of the. All right, let me tell you, if you had to paint tennis courts and 79% of the time I'm running across it with a different color paint on my shoes.
0: <laughs> I would kill
2: you.
3: Exactly. You also would not be considered good at doing it exactly. no matter how good you were. Yes. Yep. So Sorry. that's my that was my thing about Finley is I think.
0: Give him a better line.
3: I Maybe think if he replace had Replace
0: Bobby Hart. Oh, Bobby Hart can <laughs> I just okay, so I just want to throw this out there about Bobby Hart. There was one play, because he was facing Bosa the entire game if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> Bosa made him look like Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> there was one play in particular. I texted our friend of the pod Billy to more about this and he never got back to me, so screw you. But um really just there was... call him out on the fucking cast. I will. he has a joke coming on later. But there was a play in particular where Bobby Hart Touched Joey Bosa one time. He's shoved him like that. And Bosa just ran around him and sacked Burrow. Why is Bobby Hart still a thing? I don't get it.
1: I guess maybe he wants
0: less money than everybody else that can play that position and they're like, Yeah, cool, let's stick with that. He's gonna be like a little like I don't know what position the Bengals are drafting. I hope that I mean offensive line is a painfully obvious first round pick next year. But all things considered, all the offensive line considered, because the pocket was collapsing on Burrow constantly, and he barely had time to make those fucking giant ass plays that he made that got him 60 touchdowns last year at LSU. Right. Right.
3: If, if I was the Bengals head, like the, the, the office staff right now, I'd be looking for every offensive lineman that was released from every team ever.
0: Bobby Hart's going to get a game ball at some point this year because he has some tape of Mike Brown saying the N-word that we don't know about. We all do.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and Lloyd and I have maintained that, that the day Mike Brown dies is going to be the greatest Facebook comment section oh, of all time. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. A lot of uh, mean-spirited jubilation. <laughs> I,
3: I expect a full-on, like, Westboro Baptist type <laughs> of, like, But not not religious, just straight up Bengals Uh, fans being like, fuck that (laughs) guy!" Like, if they don't raid his funeral and literally fuck his corpse, I'll be
0: surprised. I'll be proud of my city Uh, at that point. Damn it. (laughs) Fans love dead Bengal owners. (laughs) (laughs) They named a stadium after one. uh, But, but yeah, the, the line needs to be fixed. Uh, the last thing, hope we can talk about before we get to these uh, these burnsies, or a couple things. Mixon, he had a really costly fumble. He got hit. The ball that he was carrying, the the ball obviously, it was hit by a helmet. Or what was I mean, it? Which it was thing? right on
3: his fucking arm. The crown of the helmet hit the middle of his forearm. Damn. Any running backs fumbling <laughs> that?
0: Right. Like it wasn't. It right. wasn't like he
3: did something <laughs> dumb. He just got hit. In a way where I don't care who you are, you're that, you're not holding on to that. It
0: was his first fumble at over 600 touches. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not blaming him for that fumble. It just happened it was at a un- bad time, unfortunate that's all. time. Yeah. And yeah. I knew after that fumble, I turned to the person next to me. I was like, "This is when the Chargers gained momentum." And she said, "Untie me." <laughs>
2: and
0: and I was like, "She said." Shut
2: mm. up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was
0: like, Shh. and I put another layer layer of duct tape on her face. But there was a. I shouldn't be saying this.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep talking, we're not going to stop him. Yeah, well, now, it's the one bringing it now up. Now I'm hard. <laughs>
0: uh, I will say, uh, all. Th- I mean, this isn't a crazy good stat line, but it is kind of proof that A.J. Green is back. Five receptions, 51 yards. Not <clears throat> terrible.
3: Not at all, especially seeing he, he definitely had, like, a cautious vibe to him.
0: Almost had the game-winning touchdown, but he, I mean... Mildly just tapped hello to the defensive back and he sold the fuck out of it. Jesus. And it cost the Bengals the game. Yeah, it uh
3: it it was it was pass interference. Right?
0: Yes. But it was one of
3: those ones that I think let him play. 7 out of 10 would not have been called, but it just was. It, so yeah. Whatever. That that happens. You shouldn't be in the position where you need that one that's catch true. to win the fucking game. That's very true. Especially against the mediocre-ass-looking Chargers. Great defense, though. Right, but I'm just saying, altogether, they were... <clears throat> they didn't look like they are coming out of like, burning down the fucking game.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you have uh, Tyler Taylor, quarterback, so he's not going to overwhelm you. He's not going to overwhelm any team, really. But It the... just felt like a very, very winnable game. That It was completely winnable. We it was in front of our home cardboard cutouts. We had a perfectly hmm. good chance.
3: Hmm. I mean, it's not a whole lot different from most Bengal games. So. Yeah. Yeah, well.
0: Uh, the last thing we'll talk about is uh, the new goats, hopefully. Uh, Joe Burrow's debut. He was 23 of 36, 193 yards, one interception, which was, my opinion, it was a rookie trying to do too much.
3: Yeah. It happens. Whatever he tried
0: to shovel pass to uh, I want to say it was Geo. Yeah, but it just it,
3: it, it, that,
0: that shit happens. Whatever. Yeah, he's a rookie. It was his first game. I mean, granted, he's playing playing on some of the biggest college stages in the world, but it's his first NFL game. He's <coughs> sure it's a new thing for him. He's nervous. Ashamed. None of us have any idea what that pressure is. No. So
3: no, I'm no. not. I'm not. No. I'm not. Again, I've never been like a yay bro guy. Right. To start with, I'm like, oh, let's see what happens. But that's one of those mistakes that, it, eh. Yeah. I mean, I
1: unfortunately didn't get a chance to actually watch the game, but 20, 23 for 36 for a rookie in his first game, 193 yards, like that's it, that's more than anybody could have expected.
3: Well, I mean, that, especially with O line, that was really – Yeah, it, I think with, the f- with the
1: issues that we've had, <clears throat> excuse me, with pocket collapsing in the past, I would say that somebody who was able to stick it out that often, shit, man. Like, that's that shows at least that he is willing to stand in there and try to make something happen. And that's what you need a lot of times. That's where, like, a lot of times Andy Dalton would stand in there. If you gave him time, he was great. The pocket collapsed. I mean, sometimes he would make it happen, and sometimes he would just, like, fucking fall to pieces. And that's, that's a big problem. So if he's doing this kind of performance in his first game, I say... Let's see what he'll do. Let's yeah. see what he'll do going forward. Let's see what happens. Because that's pretty – that's that's impressive enough for me to be like, yeah, I think he's going to be – as time goes on and he gets more experience, a lot of those
0: simple mistakes are going to fall off. Especially against Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, who are yeah. monsters. I think – because he only had like – I forget how many yards he had in the first half, but it was like under 75 yeah, right. I think it was actually seventy four. I think, if I remember right. But it was really it was rough. But he <clears> figured it out eventually. He that last that here is what I want to talk about: the big thing, the rushing touchdown, which it's crazy that we're only talking about one touchdown here with Burrow. But that rush and that whole thing was fantastic.
3: Oh yeah, he, no, 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 that was that was great play calling <clears throat> and execution. Well done. Followed Blub, his, blah, his own blah, offensive blah. lineman. What? I mean, very veteran style move to actually pause for a second and let his blocker take the block. I did see that replay of that play. I did see the replay of that. Play. I mean, but what was more impressive yeah. to me was that no huddle yeah. two minute drill style. Like he has that down.
0: Yes, and to what, the
3: point where people were looking to him, right? And that's what I. That's one of those things I was like, ah, let me wait and see, right. When, when the rest of them are looking to him and he's calling the plays as they're going and whatever, that I was very much impressed with that. And, yeah, one thing and I, I, I will ahead. say
2: this.
1: The, the more I watch the Bengals over history, I know that one of the things that we shine at is the no-huddle offense. Like anytime we are mean, behind and, and we offense? go into no-huddle, we move the ball very well. So if he's able to fit into a no-huddle offense system, fucking wonderful. I love it. Fucking
0: wonderful. Yeah. And one thing I do want to point out about that touchdown was when he scored it, like, when he scored, and, like, his team, like, the entire offense, like, rallied around him to the point where it was like, they look at you, like, you are our guy. And we're going to celebrate you, and Burrow's, like, pumping his, he's beating his chest, he's pumping the team up, and, like, this team believes in Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was, uh, all of. there were a lot of good signs in there. And there are there a lot of good signs, just just fix the kinks. Well, I <sighs> mean,
1: he, he gave him good reason to believe. So, I mean, as long as they keep up on both ends of it, believing in each other, I mean, I think we have a halfway decent shot of maybe seeing a playoffs on TV. Maybe. <clears throat> I
3: completely.
1: I don't believe we're going to get there the first season. I, I'm not I delusional, so. but I, not- I think that. <clears throat> I just want this to be the guy to get us over the hump. Yep. That's
0: really all I want. Because- I want us to be this to be the guy that gets us a playoff win. Not just a playoff win I hate when people say Get us a playoff win Get a run Get a run
1: Get a Super Bowl I, I absolutely understand that I guess my thing is I am
0: You want to see the, the, the win so first en-
1: I'm so entrenched In the fucking Bullshit <laughs> and the Yes Yes The pessimism The thing that made you Not want to watch The bullet kick yeah. Like that's the shit That I'm kind of entrenched in Like can we at least get One W Outside the regular season Just one Yep and, and the thing of it is is that I'm willing to go with just one because we've had entirely too much talent come through this fucking system to not have one. Yep. Like, that is the dumbest shit in the world when you look at what we've had come through here. From Ocho Cinco, T.O., fucking... um. Carson Palmer was not a bad quarterback.
3: No, he was a he, was he a left top, here like he left he here like a big top five but he, was a quarterback quarterback he was a top five quarterback. Good quarterback. He was on his game. Top I mean, five in went, his heyday. He went outside of here and showed us that he was. A, yeah, you know what I'm saying. With the Cardinals, not yeah. necessarily the Raiders. Well, that's saying, but he showed us he could be a top three right. guy because he scored in the top three of every.
1: Yeah, Is TJ Housmandato had no problem going across the middle. No, and would fucking make you and would make you pay for it if you didn't come, come in there with it. Like, we've had some great talent come through this fucking team to not have one.
3: Yeah. Yep. Not have.
1: That's why I'm saying one. And see, the thing of it is, is that I'm not just stopping at one. Don't get me wrong. But one is the first step to to, to the Super Bowl. Uh Yeah. So, let's start with that fucking
0: one. I agree. And Drew McGarry, again, I keep bringing him up. He had an excellent take on it. He said, I know my gut take is that the Bengals will manage to bangle his sorry ass. But I've been around long enough to watch complete, watch players completely change the image of a historically awful team. The Saints are a powerhouse now. The fucking Saints.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do remember in my time being a Bengals fan and being depressed myself, not knowing that the Saints were anything. Like, they were fucking, just like us, they were fucking important to their fans. And now it's like, oh, wow, you gotta watch out for them motherfuckers.
2: Yep.
0: So yeah, so yeah, um, all that stuff. I don't know how to segue into the ad reads. takes a lot of takes a lot of nads to lead a team like that for Joe Burrow. A lot of a, shaved nads. Uh, Burrow showed a lot of balls. <laughs> Very well manicured balls. <laughs> uh, you guys, Phil, do you shave your nuts? As often
1: as I possibly can to make it look bigger. All right, so once a month. I've tomorrow, seen that uh, only, fans. he don't need uh, no help.
0: Lloyd, we've, we've discussed this before. Have we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, because 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of our control. Uh, but there's one thing you control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Uh, the Manscaped Lawnmower uh, 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confident boost through body image. I forgot to do this, Lloyd. When was the last time you shaved your balls? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while.
3: It's been a while. I don't have a. I don't have me a a, a good.
0: You don't have a good story. I don't, I don't have a good razor to to do it with. Any, I in the past I have done like the the same when you face you use your balls. And to quote the previous ad reads, that's just nasty. I mean, it works in a pinch, and sometimes a nick or a tug, but it works in a pinch. So, um, so again, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellow sound low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. Uh, they also just released the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded-point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you can also find the Crop preser- Preserver, an anti-chafing body deodorant, and moisturizer. This will help you tame that dreaded summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that's designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you snipping yourself unless you pull down your pantalonis in public. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of their life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code LloydArmchair. Armchair. At manscape.com, that's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscape ma- manscape.com, and use the code armchair. armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front truck. So with all the all the nicking and tugging, if you had to bet on like how often you would nick and nick and tug your nuts with a bad razor with the competition, where would you? What website would you go to?
3: I'd go to Bet Online, I
0: believe. I'd go to Bet Online as well, because the wait is finally over. Football's back. Uh, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win. Division and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now that all that's over, Lloyd, do you want to take down our Week Two opponents? Yeah, let's let's burn these fucking Browns. Let's take down some Browns. Uh, it's a Thursday night game, uh, Bengals and Browns, it's a common Thursday night matchup. Uh, per usual, uh, I gotta get to my burns first. Uh, there it's we go. Stop saying usual. Per
1: usual! Oh my god, of course it takes Schubert to make it even fucking more
0: unbearable. Per normal, we're gonna start with the mascot, <laughs> uh... Brownie the elf. Uh, With a name like Brownie, I can only assume he spends most of his downtime on Odell Beckham's chest. Jesus Christ! I mean, like, hey, first I of all, I want <laughs> to Phil, have you heard the rumors? Yes, I
1: have, and damn it. See, and honestly, I, I was trying to figure out why the Browns always gravitate to dogs, and I realized because their actual mascot looks like a shit fairy, <laughs> like. And don't get me wrong, like, before anybody fucking screamed. elf is different from a fairy... Look at this motherfucker. Like, if you put wings on his back, he'd be granting crappy wishes to everybody around the world. Just the ability to poo
0: all over the universe. He looks like a gay, fricious big boy. I'm
3: just saying, like, I know... I know comics are struggling, but Zach Wycuff, just stop. Wow.
0: You can't. <laughs> you can't keep being the Browns
3: mascot while being a Cincy comic. You gotta stop.
0: You know he's actually a Browns fan too, right? <laughs> I
3: do. I'm just saying, like if you're gonna be a Cincy comic, you gotta
0: you gotta give up this, alright? <laughs> oh, you god, got a real job now. Okay? Yep. Oh god. The owner, yeah. Jimmy Haslam, who looks like he who looks like a senator who's been caught in the bathroom with a male intern. <laughs> Jimmy Haslam
3: looks like he has to constantly tell his wife to quit flinching when they're in public. <laughs> Jimmy
1: Haslam looks
3: like he enjoys the Combine way
1: more than he should.
3: It's Combine time. Give are my bottle of lotion. <laughs> quit like, flinching, let's, girl.
1: We're like, trot them out there. Let's see how much we going to spend this year.
0: Show me his teeth Wait, I can't, I can't, I can't do that no more? Alright, I'll stop Speaking of show me his teeth The GM Andrew Berry Holy fuck Andrew Berry's mouth is so big It makes Baker Mayfield jealous
3: Wasn't he in living char- in living color character? <laughs> like This dude went to Harvard, Harvard And now ended up working for the Cleveland Browns Like I mean, you know, some people Who just, did you piss off?
1: <laughs> Some people you just can't give a good education to. They just waste it.
0: Uh, Andrew Barry's mouth is big enough to hold all the alcohol Johnny Manziel consumed during his playing days.
3: <laughs> Looks like Keenan Ivor Wayne's with a fake mustache and beard.
2: <laughs> Coaching.
0: Uh, Kevin Stefanski? Uh, I read an article that said Kevin Stefanski was destined to become a head coach. Which, uh and he became the coach of the Browns, which is a lot like a little girl saying, someday I'm going to find my Prince Charming, and she grows up and ends up marrying Alex Schubert.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Stefanski looks like if Negan from The Walking Dead kept hitting himself in the head with the bat.
1: (laughs) This picture that we're looking at, I know you all can't see it, but it looks like somebody is forcing him to smile. (laughs) <laughs> like, there is somebody, like, the head, like, the fucking owner of the Browns is standing behind the cameraman,
3: like, make it look good, motherfucker. He looks like he can't tell whether or not the butt plug is going to stay in.
1: <laughs> Quarterback.
0: Quarterback, uh, first overall wow. pick, and future New England Patriots backup, Baker Mayfield. Um, A Cleveland, ra- a Cleveland radio host was suspended in February after calling Baker Mayfield quote, a fucking midget while on the hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I heard of a baker that was a fucking midget, he was doing commercials for Pillsbury. Keebler.
3: God damn, how'd you miss that? Jesus. Midget. The Keebler. Pillsbury Doughboy is tiny. Keebler elves, really? Keebler elves, dude. I mean, The
0: Pillsbury Doughboy also works night. I That's a hill
3: right. I'm going to die on. Okay. Um, <laughs> baker Mayfield looks like Orlando's Bloom knockoff call him Tallahassee Bloom.
1: (laughs) Baker Mayfield looks like Joe Dirt if he actually wanted to get a job.
0: (laughs) Uh, His backup, Case Keenum. Uh, Case Keenum's face is so long, every time Baker Mayfield gets sacked twice in a row, play-by-play announcers refer to the down situation as 3rd and Case Keenum's face. (laughs) Case Keenum looks like a guy
3: who sold... Ben of the Roofies. <laughs> Case Keenum looks like a Stepford husband.
0: <laughs> You're
2: not wrong. Running back.
0: Uh Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Uh Nick Chubb visited a kid in a hospital two years ago where the kid had so many bandages on his head, I was surprised to learn his name wasn't Mason Rudolph Jr. <laughs> 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 All right, that <laughs> one got
3: me. <coughs> Nick Chubb is a nice guy and he looks really normal, so I hate him a lot just because of this podcast. A, he's hard to roast, guys. He's fucking super nice and he and he's a good running back. Yeah, I don't. There's not a lot to work with, so fuck that guy. <laughs> it's the best of God He's not allowed to work with you, except he
1: vaguely looks like a bulldog who just <laughs> found Jesus.
3: Have <laughs> <laughs> you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs> he looks
2: like
3: He looks like the pit bull's use pastor. <laughs> 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 he looks like he's the guy who talked the junkyard dog out of drug use. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, thank you, Phil. You gave me give me burns for him. I like it. And uh, his uh, backup and change of pace back Kareem Hunt, who was a running back who was such a drug addicted football player. His nickname is Rush Gordon. Jesus. <coughs>
3: <coughs> breathe, man. Breathe. He <coughs> got me on that last one. I was taking a sip. Kareem Hunt. <coughs> 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 Damn it.
1: Damn, these <laughs> pictures make it look like he was supposed to be in
3: jail like a long time ago, and this was the first time they actually got him on tape. <clears throat> Cream Hunt looks like Big Lil Wayne, and he talks like his favorite show is Lil Bill. <laughs> he sounds real dumb. Wow.
1: Wide receiver.
0: Oh, now, uh, excuse me, Pooh Dell Beckham Jr. <clears throat> I don't know. So I, I didn't
3: write any really good burns for this one. I just feel like his whole his whole persona and the way he behaves, it seems like he's trying to distract you from something. <laughs> what what might that be, fellas? I'm going to fill you what in. What do you think that could be? Uh, uh, not sure.
0: It seems Schubert? like he's hiding
3: inside like a really small room that you might find inside of a room.
0: <laughs> I'm going to fill you in on that rumor. Um... A rumor has been circulated that Odell Beckham Jr. likes women uh, that he sleeps with to take shits on his chest. Sunday gravy. And yet, that's not half as embarrassing as him having a Browns logo on his chest.
3: <laughs> I think I think that rumor is probably not true, and he just went with it because anything
0: involving him and a woman helps. <laughs> there was a girl; she had like a Tinder picture, and she was posing with Odell Beckham and. Her Tinder bio said I fucked Odell Beckham Get on my level cunts Wow So basically the level is a Clean squad
3: Yeah Level is a A nice uh, A nice spray Followed by a nice paycheck Followed <laughs> by a Non-disclosure agreement
0: <laughs> uh, I will say Since the women Odell Beckham sleeps with Poop on his chest Instead of in a toilet It means that Neither OBJ Nor the women he sleeps with Will ever take the Browns To the Super Bowl <laughs> It seems
3: like there's a reason he went to Cleveland. If that's what he's into, I mean, it was a match made
0: in. A match made in an anus. Browns heaven. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what he calls a sexual encounter. Browns heaven.
1: <laughs> that's a, I was trying to think of a toilet paper brand and I fucking blanked. I, I, match I, I, made in Charmin heaven. See, that would have been there better. There it is.
0: <clears throat> I saw your struggle and I tried to. Ru- <laughs> I, I tried to like rush over it real quick it. so it sounded like I was burying it, it but. Dun, 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 dun. I didn't have anything good. His backup, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry was given a $110,000 watch by Odell Beckham for his birthday last year. And as a thank you, Jarvis Landry bought OBJ a signed copy of the movie Two Girls, One Cup.
3: (laughs) Jarvis Landry looks like if Ashley Larry was going to a chubby goth girl (laughs) phase. Jarvis
1: Landry looks like he is actually taking a shit on Odell Beckham when no other woman was (laughs) available.
3: There's no social distancing. Uh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that no, is, why do so- you think he got that watch? In that yeah, I was going to say, he, he probably earned that watch the way year. before. All right, I'm with you. I'll see you, Phil. I'll see
0: yeah. you. Uh, da uh, another wide receiver, Richard Higgins.
3: Uh, Rashard Hollywood Higgins. It looks like he was a, he was he he is the actual mascot for Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: It looks uh, like the Cleveland Browns Mascot for 2026 <laughs> uh,
0: Another wide receiver Kadaryl Hodge Kadaryl Hodge looks like Nick Cannon Had offensive view- views about Nick Cannon Instead of Juice <clears throat> You got anything? Kadaryl
3: Hodge looks like he was picked next to last For kickball <laughs> <laughs> Phil you got anything? Kadero Hodge looks like the person
1: who actually picked himself last for kickball. <laughs>
3: like, okay, guys, I'll be on your team, sure.
2: Tight end.
0: Austin Hooper, what do you got? Austin Hooper looks like Shia LaBra. <laughs> Austin Hooper looks like the head youth pastor at Barstool Community Church. <laughs>
1: Austin Hooper looks like the devil if he moved into a trailer park and tried to blend in.
3: <laughs> he looks like if Brendan Schaub was actually good at a sport. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: his backup hair uh, Brown's backup tight end and star of Home Alone 12, Harrison Bryant. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Macaulay Bulkin, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a somewhat racist, really high Q tip. <laughs>
3: That's literally all I had for that. <laughs> My notes say, racist, high cute tub <laughs>
2: Dude,
3: have you ever heard about the
1: Jews and their conspiracy, man? Yeah, they're taking all their money.
0: O-one. Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills, this tubby-ass dude. He looks like he only agreed to join the Browns because he heard they had a baker.
1: <laughs> I wish you all could see this picture right now He really looks like he's angry They ran out of chicken fingers on chicken finger
3: day <laughs> Jedrick Wills looks like a dude who does not own a shirt Without an ice cream stand <laughs> <laughs> That was all I had for that one that was, It just looks like every shirt he has is His girlfriend's like god damn He got ice cream <laughs> on that one <laughs> <laughs> If
1: they had ran out of chicken fingers I would had to get ice cream Raspberry chip's so good, though. (laughs) Uh,
0: The other side of the O-line, former Titan, Jack Conklin. Uh, He honored his college career at Michigan State with a Rose Bowl tattoo where he had the Spartan head under a bunch of roses. And he honored his NFL career by getting a Browns logo above a bunch of paper bags with eye holes in them.
3: Uh, Jack Conklin looks like Timothy Olyphant after he agreed to do Santa Clarita Diet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this guy looks like a recovering heroin addict just real close to a relapse.
0: Oh, so he's Josh Hamilton, former <laughs> baseball player. Uh offensive guard Wyatt Teller who looks like if Richard who looks like Richard Spencer if he only liked Donald Trump because of his Trump stakes
3: <laughs> Wyatt Teller is uh, is, is what Brock Turner will be in 10 years. <laughs> I mean,
1: this guy literally looks like he has all lives matter
0: tattooed right below his neckline. Like, you just barely can't see it. You know, there was a, uh, a kicker for the Patriots. He just got drafted this year who had a three percenters tattoo.
1: Alrighty then.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh, offensive, holy hell. Offensive guard, uh, Joel Batonio who looks like he spent his entire quarantine inside the book into the wild. <laughs> Joel Botonio is going to go from offensive guard to
3: prison guard because he's never going to be able to give up manipulating other men's bodies with his <laughs> hands.
1: <laughs> Joel Betonio looks like the reason why they can never get a picture of Bigfoot in the wild because he's currently playing for the Browns. He's the
3: on, only
0: non-blurry Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was my... Uh, burnable player of the week on Instagram, Billy DeVore. Billy DeVore said he looks like if Grizzly Adams never befriended a bear and befriended a golden corral. That's a good joke. Well That's done, good. Billy.
1: Very good, Billy. Very good.
0: Uh Neil Meyer out of Bloomington. Looking like John Matazak Jr. doesn't mean Joe will win a ring or be cast as sloth in a Goonies reboot. Joe Batania looks like he signs all of his checks over to Mimo. Ha 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 here are a few more joel batonio burns that i did not get to on the podcast i am editing these in dc says he looks like the inspiration for dueling banjos i'm not opposed to that at all matt white uh a guy i went to uh church with when i was a kid i've known matt forever uh He's got to be the first Geico-sponsored athlete. You know he's the first Geico-sponsored athlete. He's got that caveman look. You fucking know it. Uh, Instagram, for the fuck you, Instagram, at uh, the helion 13 Right. he looks like Josh Gad and the Geico caveman's love child. It's a good one. And uh, Instagram long underscore glass of water writes, Joel looks like a hobo college dropout. Thank you guys for sending in your burns to fuck you. We like the Bengals. Keep sending them in. And I'll uh, say them on the podcast. Uh, Uh, Center and, as I found out recently, president of the NFL Players Association... That's, that's a true fact. J.C. Tretter. Hmm. He looks like he's collected
3: so many beanie babies that he's slowly becoming one.
0: <laughs> he looks
1: like every time he goes to practice, he just got off his shift welding.
3: He looks like what Jordan
1: Peterson
0: would design as a Muppet. <laughs> Defense. Uh, we're going to start with <coughs> the free swinging Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett was suspended last year after hitting Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph in the head with Rudolph's own helmet. The real story here is that a Steelers quarterback owns a helmet. Am I right, Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> uh, Miles
3: Garrett looks like somebody who hit a Steelers quarterback in the head with a helmet, so he seems like a really cool guy to me. I like him
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mason Rudolph is a fucking child. Um... <coughs> Uh, def- other defensive end Olivier Vernon. Uh, Olivier Vernon was good friends with Jason Pierre-Paul of, of uh, fireworks fame while they were both with the Giants, which makes sense considering Vernon looks like his face was near the firework that destroyed Jason Pierre-Paul's hand. <laughs>
3: uh, all right, so this is one I wasn't actually going to do, but why not? He looks like <clears throat> Droke. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: uh, I'm glad I did it, I'm glad I did it <laughs> That's perfect
1: hey, You know what, fuck it, I'm not even going to try one Let me just leave it at that, that was nice That was, that was, nice. That was literally one I
3: wasn't even going to do But <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fucking perfect I'm glad uh, I did, I'm glad I did
1: Oh Let's move on
0: To <laughs> uh, so this fucking guy, defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson he doesn't have a ponytail. He has a horse that should be euthanized. Tail.
3: <laughs> Sheldon Richardson looks like all of the weight that Ron Punch
0: has lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, defensive tackle Larry Ogan Joby. Uh, he was suspended uh, during the infamous Brown Steelers fight after he shoved. Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph to the ground. Man, the last time a Steelers quarterback was shoved that hard, Stormy Daniels was kicking Ben Roethlisberger out of her hotel room. <laughs> you know it's a true story, right?
3: Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Ben Roethlisberger and uh, our president are tunnel buddies. Yeah! <laughs>
0: Fucking I gross. It. I
3: absolutely
1: believe it. This guy looks like he plays steel drums on the beach in Jamaica in the offseason.
3: Ogunjobi looks like he just made up that last name for street cred. His real name is Lyle Smith. <laughs> and those are actually a wig. Those are not
1: real
0: dreads. Uh, linebacker Mac Wilson uh, Mac Wilson has an entire back tattoo that required him to lay down on his stomach for 10 hours. It allowed him to prepare for the Browns' defensive philosophy of laying down on your stomach for 3 hours.
3: <laughs> also looks like uh, he's the reason that Odell Beckham came because came to Cleveland because he can lay on his stomach for ten hours.
1: <laughs> yep. He looks Mac Wilson. Did y'all know Mac is actually a nickname for this dude? Like, I can't remember his real name, but he got the nickname Mac because when he was a kid, he used to steal food and hide it, so they called him Big Mac, which is cool talent to have. But somebody should have taught him to steal a comb every now and then before he takes a fucking team picture.
0: His real name is Lindell.
1: Lindell, that's right.
0: Yeah, he. Um, it I... looks
1: like Lindell forgot to get lick home. Head.
3: He also apparently got in trouble in college for snorting cocaine at a party. And my question is, who the fuck would let a, no- let a guy with a nose like that snort their cocaine? <laughs> it's like all your cocaine's gone in a half of a swoop. He can do it from across the room. Those <laughs> are some of the widest nostrils I've ever seen on a human
0: body. Uh there was one more thing. Oh yeah, because there's a joke if you have a big forehead, you have a five head. And Mac Wilson is a 5-head, which is the first time a Browns player has not been associated with the number 0. <laughs> uh, this is a dumb joke, but I need it. Throw away cornerback Greedy Williams. He is an excellent player and also has high hopes for his six brothers. Pridey, Lusty, Envy, Gluttony, Wrathy, and Sloppy. I apologize.
3: I was going to do a Chris Rock lookalike, alike but I don't feel good about it now. <laughs>
0: He does kind of look like Chris Rock a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I just, I don't feel okay. good after what you just did he, so he looks like if Chris Brown filmed a, sma- a special called Smaller and Blacker.
3: <laughs> he looks like if Chris Rock hang out with Chris Brown for too long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Chris
1: Rock if Chris Rock decided to play Pookie
3: 24-7.
0: Uh, that I...
3: deserved more than it got, Phil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, think, I think we're all just suffering from the... From the, from the previous joke. Uh... Kicker Cody Double Doinky. (laughs) Remember that playoff game?
2: The the double doink,
0: the Bears playoff game where they lost on a double doink. This is the guy. Uh, They signed him last week. The Browns signed him last week. (laughs) They released Austin Seibert and signed Cody Parkey because they figured a guy who double doinked doinked a kick in the playoffs can't do any harm to a team that will never make the playoffs.
1: (laughs) Honestly, this guy looks like he has a Cupid doll tattoo on his back left shoulder. Like, he's committed to the whole lifestyle. Look at that fucking
3: haircut. Um, He looks like if Joel McHale was the shrunken head person from Beetlejuice. (laughs) Uh,
0: And (coughs) the punter, Jamie Gillen, who, by the way, that picture does not do his hair justice. Mm. It is a beautiful head of hair. Um, but no, he's actually in also really good shape too No homo No wonder Jamie Gillen is such an, in such good shape As being a Browns punter is the most physically demanding job in existence
3: I still assert that Jamie Gillen is Ian Squint's best acting role so far
1: <laughs> It's the reason why you never see Jamie and Ian in the same room at the same time I mean that's one of many Because no reasons. one's looking for
3: either of them <laughs> Sorry, I, I love you again. Sorry.
0: <laughs> his nickname is the Scottish Hammer. And, uh, to, to...
1: Which is how he got that face, by being hit with a Scottish Hammer repeatedly.
3: Right, but a Scottish Hammer, if you, you know, go by, uh... You know, the... the, uh, the God damn, I miss Folklore. It. Well, I was gonna go with the, uh, exchange rate. Gotcha. <clears throat> From Scottish English, means his hammer is only 3.5. It, <laughs> it failed. I fucked up.
1: I was just talking about. It, it looks like you got beat in the face with a hammer made in
3: Scotland. Ian Squints, you hear what you hear? Phil Floyd thinks of you. I mean, you know. Tell me
0: that dude doesn't look like <laughs> Tommy. I, okay, I can't
3: disagree with you,
1: honestly.
0: Like, there is a pitcher yeah. in the major leagues. His name, I believe, is Taylor Clark. Who and when I say he looks dead on like Ian Squints, he looks dead on like Ian Squints. Do you not see a dead-on resemblance of I Ian Is
3: that not the same guy we're talking about?
0: I see it. But no, Taylor Clark, um, pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, the first time I saw it, I'm like, that is Ian Squintz
1: to a T. That's Ian Squintz's
3: twin that he was not able to absorb in the womb. <laughs>
0: um, or
3: it's the one he did absorb in the womb and then shit out before. <laughs> and where did he shit it,
0: Lloyd? On Odell Beckham's chest. There you go, And There, Burns comes the There we go. Full circle. What do we, we? We rounded about. That's the way we're gonna round out the Burns. Lloyd, Phil, I think we got him pretty good.
1: Predictions and bullshit.
0: Now it's time for predictions and bullshit. Predictions and bullshit. Phil was like jamming to my rapping a little bit. That's because I remember the original song.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Phil was vibing to something you were not doing. Yeah, yeah. That was that
0: was a little Yachty song, correct? Oh God, no! Fuck that shit.
3: It was a Biggie, Small song. I was gonna say I went Biggie on Party
1: and bullshit and party, party and you young yeah, motherfuckers.
3: I'm young motherfucker, I'm about I'm... him. Okay. Wasn't Jesus, that, wasn't man. Was that little Uzi? You said motherfuckers.
0: Talking about him and all his kind. All right. What do you mean, my kind?
3: All you
1: motherfuckers DJs. that think I was singing a little Yachty song, that's what DJs. I'm talking about. Yes.
0: Finally, a Johnson that makes fun of a DJ that isn't Lily. <laughs> She'll well, be on later in the season. Lily will be back on, and you'll get to see Alex in full
3: terrified mode. Jesus. we, uh, we Couldn't were... have been
0: any worse than the time I tried to bring... Granted, Danny's awesome, but that just didn't work out.
3: No, it was too technically screwed up, but also... It is, it is a full testament in my own heart to my parenting that Alex is afraid of my child. <laughs> <laughs> like, my 17-year-old my daughter right. has made fun of him so aggressively oh, that so he literally looks uncomfortable when she shows up.
1: Oh, so you've taught her to be a normal, functioning human being then. <laughs>
3: I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm going to steal Chad Daniels' line. I sharpened that stick. I know how I. works. <laughs> and it's. Oh, I, love, the, that I the, love that bit. I love that bit so much. The first time Alex and Lily ran across each other, Alex, <laughs> I love you to death, but you just didn't realize you were outgunned. <laughs> yeah. he, went in, he went in pretty bold and she. He went in pretty bo- He went in pretty bold and started taking
1: on fire and didn't know what to do.
3: She chopped him, I mean, in seconds on the first one and then just hit so regularly he never got his his feet back under him.
1: Ground and pound, ground and pound. She put him down and never let him off the mat.
0: I was so proud. (laughs) And Meanwhile, I'm over here
1: mortified. (laughs) Sounds to me like she should have kept your mouth shut. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> Every time I brought up a profession that made me money prior to COVID, she was like, that's a that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Wow.
3: She <laughs> smashed. Like, to the point where I oh, was God. almost afraid to say shit because she was on such a roll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell the funniest story. Uh, Tell the Kyle Jeffers story. Oh, God. Oh. So,
3: me, Rand Barclow, uh, Kyle Jeffers, Andrew Rudick, I think John Holmes. Wayne something. there was like six comics in this in this room where I'm right, sitting right, right now. <clears throat> and Lily was up visiting and she came out of her room and she said, hey dad, are we still going to the piercing place tomorrow? And Kyle thought he was going to swing. Anyway, he went, well you can get a little belly button piercing? And she went, "She's was 14th time. She looks at Kyle and she goes, no, I'm going to get a nose piercing. Like a fourteen-year-old girl would, and then pointed at his and walked out on the joke. <laughs> Everyone in your... here, <laughs> I mean, she leveled the room. There's like six comedians. <laughs> it was like six comedians and me all like drooling on ourselves, laughing. Oh my god! And she had she, she had the sense to walk out on the joke. And then she stuck her wow. head out of the room. About a minute later, looks at me, winked, and nodded, wow. and went back in the room.
1: No, uh, not the wink and nod. Yeah, she she oh, gave me the yeah. I know shit. I crushed
3: that. Like she, wow. She straight up gave me the wow. I know I. She crushed should have that. came
0: back out and took a <laughs> bow off that shit. Hey.
1: <laughs> God
0: damn it. Also, the time that like oh. I tried to bring the girl onto the the podcast, she (coughs) joked that it was mine and hers first date and Lloyd was the chaperone. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't me. That was Lily. was like, oh, is he chaperoning you guys' first date? I felt so bad after that. That was just a disaster. (coughs) It wasn't her fault. It was totally mine. Well, it was all the technical shit made that more. Yeah. Nothing went right. All right. What are your predictions? My predictions. That was a lot of bullshit. Predictions. Uh, It's a Thursday night game. It's going to be Burrow and Baker, the future of the... Minus Lamar Jackson, the future of the AFC North. Uh, I'm going to say Bengals, 142. uh, Browns, 112. All right. Player of the game is going to be... Joe Burrow. Uh he's going to go 36 for 37 with 1214 yards Alrighty. Uh 12 touchdowns, negative 1 picks.
3: I don't think that math works out. But all right. I Here's how it works out.
1: Ah,
0: don't, please, God.
3: <laughs> yeah. that's a uh... I He's feel gonna,
1: like I'll actually understand you, and then I'll have to
0: kill myself. I'm gonna make you kill yourself. <laughs> uh, a Browns player will uh, tip one of Burrow's passes to himself, and then Burrow will run it in for a touchdown, a la Marcus Mariota. Um, do you thank understand? Thank God,
1: it? I do not have to kill myself. What the fuck are you talking
3: about? I, don't uh, I just sounded Like he said, can we put candy corn on a pizza? I like. It's just <laughs> I don't. I don't know what happened.
1: You're playing with my life there, Schubert. Phil, I could have been a dead man.
3: Phil, give me uh, give me your predictions and bullshit. <clears throat> okay.
1: So, my prediction is that with the good game that Burrow and the Bengals had this past season, week, even though they lost, they will find their substitute this coming week against the Browns. And the Browns and the Bengals will both suck so bad that they will create a black hole in the universe, and they will end existence as we know it. Because and then the white when exist- will choke it to death. Yeah, And then when existence restarts, the scoreboard will read, Bengals 25, Browns <clears> 2. <throat>
3: Alright, so my prediction for this week is that Mike Brown dies. <laughs> but the Browns still win because the Bengals are so tired from fucking Mike Brown's corpse that they cannot play effectively. But then we go on to have a good season.
0: <clears throat> Alright then. My real prediction? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say twenty-three to twenty Bengals. I'll go 24-17 Bengals.
1: I'm gonna go out on a limb and say twenty-seventeen Bengals.
0: Because the Browns got stomped last week by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah, I
3: think pretty much everyone's gonna have that problem this year.
0: Yep. It's,
3: they're yeah.
1: going the, the to be I'm a good to be I think there's going to be two good
3: touchdowns,
1: and then there's going to be a missed field goal or a missed extra point. And that's going to put us at 20. But I think that they're going to hold the Browns enough to where that mixed extra point won't kill them.
0: Because uh, this is just a rumor. I read this before I got here. I don't know what's going to come of this. But from what I've read, Odell Beckham is being shopped right now. Hmm. The Browns are kind of shopping Odell Beckham. Lloyd has got to go, so we'll do some pluggity-plugs. Lloyd, what do you got?
3: Uh, Listen to The, the Bastard Sermon. You're going to be on? I'm about to go over there now and record. <coughs> um, check out uh, Thunder Slime. Check out JTC.
0: New Nasty Boys. New Nasty Boys. Um, the Armchair All-Americans Media Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our podcast daddies. And
3: then, uh, you know, give our sponsors some love because they give us some, so they help us give you guys the show. Show them some love. All right. Mr. Phil, what do you got to plug?
1: Uh, uh, shit. Well, I don't know when this is, <coughs> excuse me, when you're going to be listening to this, but... It comes out Thursday. All right. Then, in that case, if you're listening to it on Thursday or Friday, I am doing comedy at a place called Night Drop in Cincinnati, Ohio. Saturday the 19th, that starts at a good time of evening, and that is 7.30. Then I am at a place called Swine City Brewing in Fairfield on September the 26th at 7 o'clock. Who shows that? Uh, I think that's the one I'm doing with uh, Ron Irvin.
0: Oh, oh! If I'm okay. not
1: mistaken. One of those two is with Ron Irvin. Yeah. So, but yeah, so those are the two shows that I have coming up soon. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Phil Pointer on all of them, only uh, fans. YouTube, OnlyFans. Look, life. you know what? I w- wait, what's the last one you said? Fat Life. Oh, damn it, don't fuck with me. I actually do have a Fat Life fucking profile. Do oh. not fucking fuck
0: me. <laughs> I'm gonna have one when I get home. We'll tonight. move on. Let's, Look,
1: we'll, let's move on. I, I, move I can on. smell it on people, bro. I can dig it. Look, I'm not saying I wasn't trying to hide this shit. I just wasn't talking about it right away. But hell, yeah, fuck I it. I am. I can dig it. Yeah, I got one. Look, if you happen to be on Fat Life, I'm on there too. Uh, but either way it goes, that Phil Pointer on all of account. them. I'm on YouTube as well. I got videos of me doing stand up there. Uh, fucking
0: come out. Check me out. Hell yeah. Um, my plugs. I don't have any stand up shows scheduled, but you can find Phil and, and I's, uh, uh, dual FetLife account. You can find our our mutual
1: profile. We, Dude, I'm a married man. I'm not putting a FetLife account out with you. I'm putting none of my wife, like I'm supposed to.
0: So anyway, you can I'm find mine I and Phil's uh, FetLife Jesus account. Christ. That's enough out of you, Schubert. That's enough out of me. Uh, I, uh, I will, I'm going to plug this, um, because I do not know the full details of this yet, but I, uh, just got asked by Cy Amundsen, a Minneapolis comedian, to be a part of a new website, kind of a new project where they, uh, do you know about this? Um, it's, it's called FetLife. Um, (laughs) no, for real, uh, it's a website where... It's kind of like the onion, but for sports.
1: Si, if you happen to listen to this podcast, please smack Alex in the back of the head when you see him.
3: He he will
0: very si, much. It's like is. He's
3: too tall. that's it's a. We both got bad backs. We'll all lean down to smack Alex.
1: If he's got to pick up a stick to help him out, I am totally condoning it. But please, by all means, smack this motherfucker in the back of the head, please. Also, the
3: only reason he thinks that you guys have a FetLife account together is I stole Jimmy Kimmel's old caramelons. Get up. <laughs> I was proud of that one, I thought of it SSB. And of course
1: Alex thinks we all look alike So therefore it was easy to trick hey, him with it Hey, Phil oh.
3: um, <laughs> <so basically, laughs> Only a couple of us, not all of us I think all white people look the
1: same <laughs> and, I'm,
0: and I'm not even joking <laughs> um, So it's basically like the Onion for Sports I don't know the name, When I when I know more details I will let y'all know um, I'll read a couple headlines just for shits and giggles. just some I came up with today. Until
3: then, check out Middle of Somewhere. Chad Daniels, Cy Amundson, one of the best podcasts alive. So
1: damn funny. Also,
3: I happen to know that Phil is a fan of one of my favorite podcasts. Time suck. Hail Nimrod.
1: Time suck. Hail Nimrod.
3: Away, Lucifina.
1: Dan Cummins is a historical podcast. He talks about everything from. Serial killers to the Civil War to JFK. What's this big deal? And, and oh, Chikatilo, what's this big deal? I just jerked off Seamcock. Anyway, that's just, not the point. Just the point is, is there.
3: at Edge of woods.
1: <laughs> Check it out. It's uh, very, very fucking entertaining and educational.
0: Yeah. Like, I've learned mad shit from Super that. fun. Super For fun. real. Um, I'll read a couple of headlines if you guys would like. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Like one headline, special needs football player kicks inspiring 56 yard field goal as time expires.
3: I was trying my best.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, Schubert, you actually made it into the headlines? Good for you. Yep. Uh, Rams Cowboys game undergoes five minute delay after cardboard cutoff fan drunkenly runs on the field. Uh, <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm going to end on that one because that was, that was a fun one for me. That was fun. Right. Good for All you. All right, so. Lloyd, Phil, I think we only have one thing left to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna scroll to the top. Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, we could have just said it. I know. I mean, yeah. Just so. as a formality. It's a formality. But Lloyd, Phil, I think we only have one, only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. We, we like it,
1: the Bengals.
3: What man?
2: Fuck you. We like the Bengals.